Hey everyone, this is Christopher Luxon, the former CEO of Air New Zealand. This is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. This is Tracy Ibarra. I'm an executive solutions at Dell Technologies. This is Travis Chappell, founder of Build Your Network. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change, to navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast. The Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, my very good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsos. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another session of a mashup on the Leadership is Changing podcast. Great to have you here with us. And I've got two wonderful guests. And just so you know, a mashup, of course, is whereby we take certain snippets of various episodes that we've done in the past and uh, we mash it together and it's called a mashup. And so this week's mashup on this episode is from episode 299, Rick Girard. Values should be the language of the organization. And then from the episode 302, Tim Brannion, uh, invest in yourself. And it's about uh, how you do invest in yourself as a leader. And so two wonderful guests. And uh, sit back, listeners. Enjoy the mashup. Who's your favorite leader and why? Well, I have two. My favorite from history was actually King Leonidas. I don't know if you've heard that one before, but I was always fascinated with the Spartan culture when I, was, when I learned about it coming up. And, you know, just the sacrifice that he made for his people and how he held off like a massive army with, you know, there was more than 300, but, you know, roughly 300 people was, you know, the strategy and the thought that went into it and the passion that went into it, you know, and, and ultimately dying at the end to, to keep his people safe. I mean, that, that was, you know, what a better story. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't ever heard a better story. The other, we, the other leader that I admire is myself in five years. Nice. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> I'm working really hard to get my myself to be an amazing leader. So good on you. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Now the first example you gave, are we seeing that being played out today in with the Russia Ukraine side of things? Are we seeing that? Kinda, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I, I mean, I, I don't really follow. I don't follow media really at all because, I mean, quite frankly, I'm just I'm overwhelmed with it. But or I don't have time. But yeah, what I have seen, wow, that that uh, Ukrainian president's amazing. Mm. Cool. Now, I was going to ask you the next question, which was around King Leonidas, uh, about something around that. But actually, I'm going to ask something about yourself, because actually, I'm going to ask it two ways. If you were sitting on a park bench with yourself in the future, right, and you're talking to yourself in the future and you wanted to ask yourself a question, yeah, what would that question be? If I'm asking my future, (laughs) did I move fast enough? (laughs) Mm, Okay, good. All right. That's good. And did I move fast enough? Did I bring in the right people? Like, did I bring in the right, like right now I'm doing a capital raise. So like that's, I'm learning all this right now. So did I bring in the right investors? You know, did I make the right decisions? Yep. I mean, obviously five years from now, you know, all I need is a thumbs up. <laughs> and that's all you need, right? So interesting question. Now, your number one favorite or well, your first favorite that you shared, if you were sitting there with the king and and, and, and actually having a, a coffee there and, and talking with him, what would be one question you want to ask him? Oh, man. 
You know, I, there'd be way more than one question because I'm like, I'm intellectually curious. So like, I would want to know all about the, the, the hoplite and like how they actually, you know, use their shields. And I, like, I don't know. I'm a geek about that. I, I would get geeky into the, the culture and, you know, maybe even him growing up and how he, you know, passed his trials to become king and, you know, some of these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd, I, I, I don't know. I, I would just, I, I, t- I take that as like such a learning moment that I just, I would have so many questions. I bet. Yeah. It would be wonderful. You could do that. Just imagine it. Eh? Be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. Can you make it happen? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> now the, the title of the show is called Leadership is Changing. Uh, when I mentioned that title or that statement, what does that mean for you? You know, I, one of the things that I talk about, one of the things that I've been learning lately is that, you know, with this great resignation that we're having here or the great reset, however you want to categorize it, you know, through the pandemic, the people have changed. The mindset has changed. And it's not really about going to work for somebody and, you know, kind of making them wealthier and, and getting little, very little back. And so I think with this time frame, this time that we had, a lot of people got to think about what was important to them. And so there's been a shift and the shift is that it's not about the money so much anymore. You know, it's about growth. It's about, it's about learning. It's about things that are more important to that person's career other than just kind of sitting in there and pushing a button advancement. And so when it comes to leaders, you know, I, 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 I hear a lot of leadership pushback and, you know, my staff doesn't want to come back and this doesn't want, they don't want to do this and they don't, you know, they're being difficult. You got to listen to your people because right now people are voting with their feet and it's very easy to just go get another job, you know, and it, and it's very easy to get something that like is more in alignment with what I want. And so I think as a leader, you really need to go back to your values and, and drill down on what are the values of my company and, and almost kind of do a, do, are we living those values and are these values being utilized in such a way we can attract the right people and repel the wrong ones? Mm, yeah. Spot on, spot on. And if the organization is not living their values, what needs to happen? Well, I mean, it's no secret if they're not, I mean, you know, people figure it out very quickly mm. and people leave. So like, if you've got a lot of, if you're hiring people and you still have attrition that's going on, well, that's where you're failing. You know, it's not, it, it, it's not because it's purely because people are just not going to put up with it anymore. Mm. Right. And it's not because they're flaky people. It's because most of the time they got sold something different than what they experienced when they started up on day one. Yeah. So, you know, you should be honest about who your company is. If you are a, you know, a, an environment of hunters and, you know, it's all about, Hey, look at it. You eat what you kill and we're going to stab you in the back. If you're not looking you know, you got to be on your guard, then you need to hire people that thrive in that environment. Don't hire people that are in a collaboration and teamwork, you know, in a, in a kumbaya environment and, and expect that they're going to do well because they won't, you know. Mm. And then, you know, again, I mean, it just all comes back to like those words on the wall. If you're not living them at a leadership level, then nobody's going to leave. You know, nobody's going to to live those. And it springs from the top down. So whatever you have, those words on the wall being, you should be honest with yourself. It should be it should be those things that are valuable to you. Mm. Yeah, and you're talking about the walls and the, the the words on the wall. That's the value statement or whatever the values are of the organization. And Rick, yeah. sometimes they they think it's so important and so yeah, they go and laminate it and then they'll put it on the wall and it's everywhere. 
But the thing is, if you don't bring it to life and you're not living it every day, then it's just a bunch of words, as you're saying, right, on the wall. And that's that's all it's doing. Um, yeah, it should be. It should be a language within the organization. I mean, uh, I always state the example of Amazon. Amazon does an amazing job of they they make decisions based on their leadership principles. And so, you know, and and you can see how they've grown throughout the years. This was early, early on back when Amazon first sprung up. They always hired for uh, value alignment first and skills second. And everybody else has it flipped. You know, it's all about the skills. And then, oh, well, you know, we think we'd like to have a beer with you. So let's hire you. Who's your favorite leader and why? My favorite leader um, that I've, I'm actually following him right now quite a bit. His name's Alex Hermosi. Hmm. And uh, I'm on a personal mission to meet this guy. And I know it's going to happen. I, I already imagine it. But Alex is somebody who I believe gets people results. Alex has been to higher levels than me in business. I think he makes like $100 million a year in his acquis- he owns acquisition.com. Free shout out to Alex. There we go. There you go. Doing goodwill. Uh, I, I admire what he knows based on where he's been. I admire, I think I admire who he's friends with. And I imagine that getting around people that are at high levels uh, will expand what we're, what I'm able to do, what, you know, and, and part of what I consider is my responsibility, both, you know, as, as, yeah, that's, that's what I think. But anyway, Alex Ramosi is somebody I really look up to. He is influencing how I look at a broad array of situations and, and, uh, problems, et cetera. So when you do get to meet him and I'm, and I'm, I know that will happen, uh, what's, what's <laughs> one of the questions you want to ask him? Uh, I, that's a good a good question firstly i hope he's i hope my gut is correct because i have met people before and they're not who i initially or not who i anticipate he is i think i'm right my gut's telling me he's a really badass dude um but one of the questions i'll ask is uh what's it cost to be mentored you know i i already get a lot he gives it all away for free so i i just want to be in proximity i actually I may not even ask a question. I want to hear what he says when he's talking to other people. I want to watch. This, I did the same thing in sports. If someone was better than me in sports, I would observe. I would listen. I would watch. And then I would compete because in the, in the event that I would do that, and I've never been like a jealous dude. If somebody was really good or somebody's hit high levels or has a nice car or whatever, better business human, I am, uh, I am more so inspired than fired up and angry or Mm-hmm. You know, yep. pissed off. A lot of guys struggle from that. I don't have an ego in that sense at all. I'm, I'm trying to get around people that are bigger than me. Yeah, cool, cool. And I think the actual question probably could be how much is co- how much is going to cost me for not to be mentored by him. Um, is <laughs> a really good way to look at it. I think uh, so. Mm-hmm. For our listeners, Alex Hormozzi is a great guy. He's built gyms. He's helped a lot of people build gyms. He's done a lot around online marketing of that. He's got a great book out there called $100 Million Offer. Yeah, and, you know, um, cool. I know him because <laughs> I've been, I've just, I read his book recently, but it's really, really awesome. And mm. um, I, I would highly recommend that uh, for you to look at that. So uh, really good. So mm, thank you for sharing that, Tim. It's really good. That's cool that you know him too. No, it's just been impressive. I'm literally watching this guy grow his social medias too. Mm. And I'm not trying, I'm, you know, I'm growing my personal brand. I think everybody is to some extent. And I'm, I'm watching what he's doing in his systems and his processes and what his content looks like and how he's distributing his message. And, uh, you know, it's cool. It's cool that you know him too. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing too would be for people, I mean, like <laughs> giving some people that book is a gift to them. And they say things to me and I go like, read the book, just read the book. And it's right. just like 
for a lot of us, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of a guy called Charlie Tremendous Jones. Um, he's a kind of guy. He's 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 passed away, but Charlie always to talk about everything was tremendous. How's that? It was tremendous, and all that. He says. Where you are today to where you need to be in the future to be successful comes down to the people you meet and the books you read. Mm. And, um, and you know, well, we can listen to a book nowadays and things like that, but they're really important things for us to do. Tim, the show is called Leadership is Changing. When you hear that title of the show or that statement, what does that mean for you? Um, so it kind of goes back to what I was saying, being, being an empathetic leader and actually giving a shit about my people's opinions and what's going on in yes. their life. Like not only at work, but who their family is, what's going on. It's within my best interest to actually give a shit. And I think that's new, you know, no, no offense to, to anybody that's in a typical corporate. I, I worked in the military and there's some of this, maybe not as much. I, I've never worked in a professional, like civilian environment where there's, you know, like a Fortune 500 company and there's all this hierarchy and there's all these, I, I don't know how to play politics at all, but I know that there's definitely games that, that people, like the Like Me games and uh, things of that nature. And I, I, I think that that's even changing. I think that you are, in the future, as we continue to grow, you're going to be paid in direct proportion to your ability to solve problems. And I think, you know, like even further than, than what that is now, but I think also your performance is going to play a big part in your earnings as the, the future continues and yeah. your ability to lead yourself and create skills that pay the bills and, and skills that uh, are, are transferable to a company or, or product service, et cetera. Yeah. Like leading yeah, <laughs> there are a couple of things you, you individuals like that are employees are going to have to lead themselves uh, even, even more so in the future. And then companies that are in charge of a lot of people are going to have to figure out ways to replicate their soul, their spirit, their, their care throughout their large organization. I don't run a huge organization, so my spirit's still nice and, you know, around my guys. But as we grow, there's, you know, and some people may be listening to this have hundreds or thousands of employees. Um, I think, you know, that's duplicating true leaders throughout your organization, you know, that's a whole nother challenge question. How do you do that, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and and you do that through other people by, A, first showing them how to do it and being it and living the words of what you're actually expecting others to do too. Because there's no point in trying to get others to do something if you're not willing to do it yourself. Sure. You, can't, you can't do that. And people are going to see through that for sure. Wow. Powerful, powerful information being shared by both these guests from episode 299, Rick Gerard. In episode 302, Tim Brennan. And if you haven't already checked out these episodes, I'm going to encourage you now to go and listen to the full episode because just wonderful things that both Rick and Tim have shared as being guests on the Leadership is Changing podcast. Listeners, if you haven't already checked out the other mashups and all the other episodes, highly, highly recommend that you go ahead and listen to those as well. But also, please put a rating and a review. If you're on Apple, we'd love to get your reviews and your ratings. And if you're on Spotify, you can put a rating. And so we'd love to see those coming through. All right, team, it's always a pleasure being with you. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.